back to closer mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellett. Here's the second week of awesome content from Closer Mentality's Women's History Month lineup. Today, I have newly retired professional soccer player Angela Salem, and I'm excited to get to share her story from start to finish. A love affair with soccer, which spanned nearly all 33 years of her life, began out of jealousy. I uh, started when I was like four or five, maybe like super young, and um, I'm the youngest of four. And so I have two older sisters and older brother, and they all played soccer. And so I was always like dragged, you know, with them watching them play. And then my parents were coaches and my mom also like played in like adult leagues that my dad would coach. So I just feel like, yeah, I grew up around soccer. They put us in that. And then just watching my siblings play, my parents play, it was just something that I also just fell in love with. Salem used to sit on the sidelines and follow her siblings and parents as they ran up and down the pitch. She couldn't wait until the day when she would finally get the chance to join them. The Akron, Ohio native ended her high school career with 81 goals and 46 assists, scoring 23 goals and 13 assists in her senior season alone. She also spent time as a midfielder for Ohio's Olympic development team and her club team, Cleveland FC. It wasn't until the end of her high school career that she began seeking further exposure. So I was pretty late in the recruiting process. I feel like mine wasn't as like traditional as other people, but um, I yeah was going to tournaments for clubs with my club team. And then at that time, so it was probably like my sophomore, junior year, getting letters from schools. And I was also emailing some. I don't think I really, yeah, I, I didn't really know the schools sometimes that were sending me mail. I didn't do like a great job at really figuring out who was interested and then um, I did have, uh, a really, I was really interested in going to the University of South Carolina. And so I went to a camp there cause I was getting recruited by them. And when I was going to like an ID camp, another coach, um, that I ended up going to Francis Marion, he was helping them run their camp. And so he ended up also offering me like a scholarship and at the time, I was more so looking for like a financial, like a big scholarship. I had a full ride at Francis Marion just because my parents had four kids and they're trying to send us to college and it was going to be helpful. So I ended up um, committing to Francis Marion University. And there are some other schools there that I like went on recruiting visits and whatnot, but I just went with like the scholarship at that time. Francis Marion University in Florence, South Carolina, took her in with open arms. In turn, Salem spent her freshman season tying the school record with 11 assists. By sophomore year, she was ranked third on the team in scoring and earned MVP honors. She reprised her role as team MVP as a junior and added co-captain and team leading scorer to her resume. When she graduated in 2009, Salem suddenly saw a life ahead of her that could allow her passion for soccer to remain at the core. I didn't have the opportunity to like go to like a conference um, like tournament and try and make it to NCAAs and so my senior year when it ended I was just like you know what I like don't want soccer to be done and I was looking up stuff online because the women's league had not been around for so long and there was a league at that time it was the WPS and it was going to be in its second year um, that I wanted to try out in and so I just looked up some open tryouts and 
talked to my head coach and he was like, yeah, I'll help you train. And it was actually really like, looking back, it was really sweet because no one looked at me like I was crazy, you know, maybe they were thinking <laughs> underneath, but um, they all helped the men's soccer coach. He helped me as well, which I'm super grateful for. And yeah, it ended up really working out. When she was signed by Sky Blue FC for what would become the 2010 season of the Women's Professional Soccer League, she became the first Francis Marion alumna to play soccer professionally. Her open tryout performance was good enough to sign her for three games, in a season that would conclude with Sky Blue FC as the WPS champions. In 2011, Salem had the first of three rendezvous with international play, Finland's Oland United. It has not been an easy journey. Like I was in the WPS and played there for two years and then our league folded. Um, and then it was kind of like crunch time. Like I needed to figure, I didn't have a backup plan. I need to figure out what I wanted to do. And I didn't really have time. Again, it always goes back to like, I can't really think about the negatives. It's like, how can I make the best of this situation? And it did work out. Like I found another team and then the NWSL came back. Um, Going overseas was something that I was like, I need to get out of my comfort zone and I want to experience a different culture, a different style of play. Like this will be good for my growth. And that was an incredible experience. Um, and then being in the league, I think just going through it with trade being traded and teams folding and you just really need to have this like one belief in yourself and two like, commitment to like what you truly love and believe in and and then there's that resilience piece that I think you know most athletes do have um with overcoming injuries and all that little stuff so yeah I think it's one of those things where mentally I was like all right this is what happened and I give myself a whole time frame to be upset or excited or whatever it is and then I need to fully embrace it and know that even though it's going to be hard and challenging in the time it's probably going to make me a lot better player and person in the long run and and it and, and that's been true throughout and it's been hard like there's definitely been some like pretty shitty times but after getting through that it's been like the best for me. Salem was no stranger to adversity in her professional career. She played in Finland and split the 2011 season with the WPS's Atlanta Beat where she started nine of 11 games played. When the WPS folded in 2012, Salem moved to Elma, New York to play for the Women's Premier Soccer League Elite's Western New York Flash, currently relocated and renamed as the North Carolina Courage. She played in all 16 matches and helped the team to its third consecutive championship, even scoring the game-winning PK after double overtime with the Chicago Red Stars. She also spent part of the 2012-2013 season playing in Australia's W League for the Newcastle Jets. This became her second international stint, and she'd be back shortly. In the meantime, she was ping-ponged back to Western New York for what would become the inaugural season of what fans now know as the National Women's Soccer League. And everyone's names got put into this draft that had played or entered, and I got picked up by Western New York. Um, and when I went there after Australia, I was not fully healthy. So I was really, and they didn't really know about it. So I was stressed. I think my, all of my energy was on, how am I gonna make sure that I come in fit and healthy? Um, and yeah, that was a really rocky period because there's another player there. It was like back and forth. And then I ultimately ended up winning the position and we made the championship that year actually, which was amazing. So I think just 
yeah, being injured and knowing I had competition and coming back from that, it was, I couldn't really think about anything else. Just like, how am I going to make this work? September 2014, Salem moved back to Australia to play with the Jets, on loan from the Flash. When the Flash suddenly shifted their game plan, they traded Salem and teammate Kat Reynolds to the Washington Spirit in exchange for Jordan Angeli and a first-round pick in the 2015 NWSL draft. One who would become U.S. national team forward, Lynn Williams. And then the second time I was in Australia, um, the, that team traded me to Washington Spirit, and so... I was like, and my roommate randomly in Australia who played with me at Western New York um, also got traded to the Spirit. So it was like a weird period because we're like, that's not really where we wanted to go. And I mean, it ended up being the best decision ever. Like I loved that we wanted to go West Coast, but um, dealing with that in another country, not really being able to tell my teammates in Australia, like they don't, you know, like, oh, I just got traded to another team and trying to focus on my season there, but also trying to figure out like, where am I going to live and all that in DC and meeting new people. So yeah, it was a lot of transitions both times and it, and uh, yeah, at those times you can just focus on yourself and what can I bring to the team and um, what are my strengths and how am I going to fit in. In November, 2015, Salem was acquired by the Boston Breakers who in return sent two second round 2016 draft picks back to the spirit. Finally, it seemed like Salem would get a reprieve from the trades. She started to settle into the Boston area, even enrolling at nearby Springfield College to begin earning her master's degree in clinical mental health. She would play with the Breakers in 2016 and 17, after which time this team also ceased operations. Uh, you just like hit like such a rough period for me because um, it was gonna <laughs> it was gonna make sense when I was with the Breakers. Like I was playing with Boston and the deal was I was gonna be able to play and then at night I would go drive to Springfield and get my master's and take night classes. And I was the GA for the women's soccer team and they didn't train till like four. So I was gonna be able to do both. It was gonna be a lot, but there was an understanding there that that's what was gonna happen. And then um, it started off well, but then our team folded. So once they folded, I got picked up by Portland and they knew I was getting my master's and they um, allowed me to join the team late. Um, and then leave early because I didn't want to give up my master's degree or put it on hold because the GA position was paying for my school. Um, so the back and forth was really hard and I did it for the first year at Portland. And then the second year when I went back, I joined late again and then I tore my ACL like a month later. So I obviously like my body wasn't ready cause it's, I was doing too much. Um, but it was really challenging. It taught me a lot, but it also, I think, helped me be a better player because I was also coaching. I had a different perspective on life. And then when I went back last year, um, I had a really good season. And then this year, um, actually, like, built off of that. So it was hard, but I was supported by Portland, which was really incredible because I don't think any other team would let you come late and leave early um, for two years. And uh, yeah, I think it all paid off in the end. So I've been really lucky in my career that I have not had like an injury that's put me out for an extended period of time. It's always been like a week max maybe. And um, the ACL tear was a, probably a blessing in disguise, honestly, which it needed to happen in the sense like it helped me become like a better athlete because I had to really 
start from square one and build my body back up in ways that I hadn't before. Like I never really took a break or did much. And then mentally it was super hard. I struggled, but I was also in grad school too. So I think it was like a really good distraction being in school. And um, yeah, it was humbling. I'm sure you've heard that before. And with like a lot of people are always like, it's a humbling experience. Like you see your body change. And <laughs> so it did pay off, um, which was nice. Before she was traded away, Salem started every breakers game and logged a goal and 10 shots on goal throughout her 43 game duet of seasons. While she was rehabbing from the ACL tear in her left knee with thorns and struggling mentally, she was also helping mentor college athletes at Springfield. Working with their rehabilitation processes actually aided in her relationship with her own return to play timeline. Part of my program that I was in, we worked as um, like to get hours in the rehab facility at Springfield College. And prior to going out to Springfield, like the season that I tore my ACL, I was working in that. And I actually had like three athletes that had torn their ACLs. So, and that was, and I like saw the rehab. I saw like the mental, you know, side of it. And to be fair, all three of them had like the best attitudes ever. And they just like excelled in their rehab. And so, and it was really cool for me to watch how they progressed and how once you get over that little hump, then you're feeling like, a lot better so when I tore mine it was like well <laughs> you know I already had really good perspective on it firsthand and seen it weekly and I think that actually really helps me with my recovery because I knew that you could either be really upset and sad about it which wasn't going to help your recovery or you're just going to have to accept it even though you don't like it you know that like radical acceptance piece of like all right I don't like it I'm going to accept it I'm going to move forward with it um and then thankfully I had like people in the league that had just torn their ACL, like reach out to me, which was like super helpful as well. So, um, yeah, I would say that rehab experience definitely set me up like for success with my injury. Um, and I didn't even realize it in the moment knowing right away, like I didn't really have much hope. It was like, I tore, I heard the pop, like I tore my ACL and I wasn't trying to make like best case scenario out of it. Um, so when they did tell me the news, I, it was like, I just made a decision right then that I was gonna be positive about it as much as I could knowing that I was gonna have hard days and I was gonna dedicate all my time to the rehab that I could. And thankfully in Portland, um, we, our PT is like one of the best with ACL recoveries and um, their facility is like attached to our stadium. So I was able to do like rehab, still be around the team. Like they kept me very busy. Um, so yeah, I just think like when I had a bad day, I kind of just like let it be a bad day, but it was never gonna be like two days in a row kind of thing. And then, yeah, just trying to be as positive as I could and knowing that like, I'm gonna, I didn't know if I was gonna play or not. I thought I was maybe gonna retire. So it was like, I'm gonna rehab as if I'm gonna be playing and I wanna be a pro athlete still, even if I'm not gonna play and, um, and just kind of see how it goes. So. I think just deciding right from the start, like I need to be positive about this. I need to put all of my energy, like this is going to be a good thing in the end. And, and it kind of worked, it, not kind of, it did work out. Committing to her positive mindset not only changed her outlook on life, but it altered the way she looked at her job, both on and off the field. I feel like I've always been kind of like the underdog. Like I, my story's not normal, like making it through open tryouts, like not being a big name. I'm also 
a player who's like pretty small, not super athletic. Like I'm just like a soccer player, like really um, detailed with the things I do. And so I would say just competing, what drives me is just like proving myself and competing with the best and making sure that I'm getting better every day. And it doesn't matter if people see it or not. I'm just, I know that when I leave a game or a training, like I got better or I, um, achieve my goals. So I guess what drives me is just like competing and being the best player and person that I can be. And that has helped me like every day, like being the positions that I have been throughout, throughout, um, yeah, my career. <laughs> if it didn't work out, like what can I change and how do I then apply it? So for me, it's like, I know it's not always going to be perfect and there's going to be setbacks or I'm going to have a bad game or, you know, not feel good, but I'm not going to dwell on it. So um, just going in with like a fresh new mindset every day. Um, and I think I really embodied that this year with like every day is a new day. I'm going to give it a hundred percent of what I have and do that in training and then the games. And, and yeah, this, I had a really great year this year. I was like up for MVP. And I think it's just because it was day by day. How can I be my best? If I'm not feeling great, <laughs> what can I, what can I give? You know, I think learning, especially like what's in your control and what's not in your control. And, you know, are you going to focus on the coach or are you going to focus on yourself kind of thing? Um, even with like, you know, the emotional regulation piece, like you're talking about, like if I make a bad pass in a game, like I'm going to take like a few deep breaths and I'm going to move on from there. I kind of have like a little reset button from that. Um, and then just focusing, like breaking down like my identity, like what are my strengths and like, how does that fit into the, the team? I'm like spitting stuff off, sorry, if I'm not going into enough detail. <laughs> and then the last thing is like, I think with a lot of athletes, we're like compare ourselves to other people. And so just bringing it back to yourself and what you can bring. So I think learning that in my program and like working with other athletes with those same things, like what's in your control? What are your strengths? It doesn't matter what the other person's doing. Like, what can you bring to the team? And if you make a mistake, what are you going to do to reset? Um, so just taking that away from my program and then implementing it into like myself has been like, yeah, a game changer. After her rehab, Salem joined the Thorns roster, where she continued to play until her retirement in February of this year. She finished her professional soccer career with 133 games played, 121 of which she started. 1,774 minutes played, a trio of goals and two assists. I feel like I've played with like every, because I've been playing for so long, it's like I've played with so many players on the national team, current and past, and then also from like other countries. Like I've played with like a ton of the Australian national team players, and I've played with players from Spain, and like it's just in Brazil, like it's it's been, and playing against them too, it's really cool because you can also really assess like your own talent and <laughs> also just playing with those special players is a lot of fun. Um, so for me, that's been like one of the coolest experiences just because I've been able to play with so many different levels of talent and everyone brings something different. Even the players like not on the national team have something special. So. Yeah, it's been, that's been the funnest part for me, like throughout my career. And obviously with Portland, it, with like so many big names on the team has made it like a really special and cool experience. Now that she's on the other side of professional soccer, she's watching the way that the league is presenting mental health resources to its players. When she started with Sky Blue, there were very little mental health resources available. 
Now, there's a nationwide network of care providers. Salem, now a graduate of Springfield with her degree, can't wait to help advance the mental game for the sport she loves. Our Players Association has brought on, um, they partnered with a counselor who is accessible for free um, for the players in the league. And um, I know some teams have their own sports psychologist, uh, like not like their full time, but they have them there to be utilized. And I think that's a growing field. I th- there's going to be more, I think, sports psychs or mental health counselors or like wellness coaches. Um, and I think that the league has identified that that's the, a big need right now. and. That's why the Players Association went out and found counselors that are accessible for players. So something that we didn't have in the past and something that's definitely grown and will keep growing. I think players have been more vocal about it and then it's about like needing more resources. And I think with our insurance, they might cover a few as well now. So the league has started to shift with our insurance. Um, and I, I appreciate all the other athletes and and individuals who have spoken up about mental health and shedding light on the fact that people, you know, do need more resources. And so I think that kind of the combination of the two kind of drove that for the league. Um, And I'm excited to see what more can be done with that for moving forward. If you're looking for a mental health resource, I have an amazing resource for you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I'm so thrilled to be working with them on another week. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe it's something intrinsic, or maybe it's something extrinsic that you really can't control, but you feel like you need to. All of the stories I've told thus far have been the vulnerabilities of elite athletes and team personnel. But what happens before they're comfortable speaking about some of the most difficult times in their lives in such a public forum? Nearly all of them have utilized either a sports psychologist or a therapist. Now, I'm bringing that option to you, the listeners. If you've ever listened to a Closer Mentality episode and thought, I feel exactly the same way, BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat options, and you can speak to a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp has more than 20,000 licensed therapists around the country, and you have access to them at any time. You can get thoughtful messages from your therapist, and if you aren't happy, it's free to change providers. If you're worried about the cost of traditional talk therapy, BetterHelp also plans for that. They offer financial aid if funding is the only thing standing between you and getting the help you need. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. I have a special offer for all Closer Mentality listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash Closer Mentality. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Closer Mentality. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The link is also in the show notes. And thanks so much for listening to Angela's story in episode 57 of Closer Mentality. If you'd like to follow Angela on her work with the likes of Soccer Resilience and the NWSL, you can find her on Instagram at asalem6. While you're scrolling through her content, hop on over to at Closer Mental and give us a follow too. If you'd like to watch and listen to the full interviews with all of my guests, head over to YouTube and subscribe to Closer Mentality Uncensored. The link is also in the show notes. I have a full month of amazing stories from women all over the world, and I can't wait to share them with you. Next week, you'll get to meet Team USA Rifles' Mary Tucker. Her story is hardcore. I can't wait for you to hear it. But until then, see you next week.